when the replay official did not stop I, the game. I'm not going to comment on that. I'll get fined for the rest of my life if I get commented on that. We had a great belief in our locker room. We didn't have to do anything special, just be us. I was so proud of this team. We had so much fun, it ought to be illegal. Coach Carousel talk, is that something you just ignore? Yeah, yeah, you, you ignore because one week you're getting fired and the next week you're going to take another job and I'm worried about the darn SEC West Championship. And So, yes, to answer your question. Our purpose is to win, make no mistake about it, but it's to win the right way. And our goal, our stated goal, is going to be to win the Sun Belt, uh, sorry, to win the SEC East. That's iron sharpening iron. That's the way this thing's got to work, man. We got to know and understand that it's got to be about competition. Talk about the reception you received from the fan, fan base. Did you ever think you'd be kissing and hugging babies at the tarmac when you got the point? Um, a lot better than another tarmac experience that I had. <laughs> I didn't think of that. It was like, <laughs> like an anniversary or something like that. We're coming. We're coming, and we ain't backing down. It's time for Carolina football. Let's get the fuck out of your seats. Spurs up. Welcome in the latest episode of That SEC Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter, and I'm joined, as always, by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Vols on Twitter. What are you up to, you big Tennessee homer? <laughs> hey, buddy, what's going on? Oh, man, we got a loaded show here. Got quite a few previews. I'm glad we held off. Seems like the only one we did yesterday, Shane, that game may be in doubt now. (laughs) (laughs) We're cursed, Mike. (laughs) But hey, before we get to that bad news, I got some good news for you, Shane. I don't know if you've seen it. CBS, you know, of course, the uh, Ole Miss-Texas A&M game, that's been postponed. That was going to be the CBS uh, SEC game. CBS has come out, and they've picked a new game, Shane, with Gary, Brad, uh, Nestler, whatever the hell's name is. They're all going to be there, Shane, and you, if you had to pick one game that you thought the CBS was going to get, I'll give you one guess here. Which one do you think they're going with? Uh, I would go with the Arkansas game. Mm, now, that would make a lot of sense. That That's would make spread. a lot of sense. The rivalry. Where, where'd they go? Where'd they go? San Diego State versus Nevada. No way. <laughs> Did they really? This is not a joke. That's the game. Now, of course, they're not calling it SEC on CBS or whatever, but it is CBS. It's going to be in that time slot. Gary, Brad, it's the whole production there. So I don't know why in the hell they picked that game, but. Uh. Oh, man. Uh, you know what? Just send Gary to San Diego and let him stay out there, man. Maybe you'll love that weather and he won't come back. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is that's stupid. This is the dumbest thing I've heard today, Mike. Um, so there was there was just no other possibility. I mean, we're willing to 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 train to change games within 48 hours, but we cannot shift uh, three hours up, two hours back. I mean, that, that that's this the dumbest thing I've heard. And now I've got this garbage on my TV. And of course, I'm probably going to be gambling on it because there's nothing. What else have we got on? <laughs> I know that CBS. Is there anything in that time slot? Yeah. So fortunately, we'll have one game. We'll have the Kentucky oh, okay. Alabama game. Oh, okay. That's what I'll be watching then. on SEC Network. But hell, they loaded us up, Shane. We got two nooners. 
And we got three night games, so how about we flip one of those night games? I mean, let's give the fans a break here. Exactly. Two, two, and two. That's a perfect number, Mike. I, I like that. Could easily have been done. Uh, but we don't we don't run the operations, man. You know, somebody just said, "Hey, why don't we send them out to San Diego?" And they're probably like, you know, Gary's been running around the offices for like three weeks now. <laughs> like, just send them somewhere already. <laughs> and one other thing before we get up, some, you know, kind of rougher news. Thought little fun potential news here, but uh, Georgia and Mississippi State scheduled to play, and no, nothing official. But there's video going out, Shane. We tweeted it out from the podcast. Georgia working on them black jerseys. Trevor, do you have any uh, uniform changes for this weekend? Uh, we're not sure yet. We've contemplated some of that, but we're not completely uh, committed to it yet. We want to wait and see uh, on a couple things with our leadership and some of our other uh, senior groups. So that's something to get excited about. And, you know, you look at these videos, sometimes you're like, well, how do we know it's from this year? The lady doing them's got one of those COVID masks on. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, this got to be new, and it's got the dog collar and everything. So, uh, Georgia fans have been dying to see these black jerseys worn by the Bulldogs. Looks like they're going to get it this week. And I did see one fan kind of respond. He said, well, hell, they're breaking them out after the season's over. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, what is Mississippi State, right? Mm-hmm. As it, usually, when you see the black jerseys break out, there's about four or five tweets. It always comes out says, "Good, because they're going to a funeral." Right. <laughs> God, it'll be a funeral if they if they find yeah. a way to lose to Mississippi State. Oh boy, they ain't won't it though. But hey, there's speculation. I'll get into it a little bit more later. But speculation: JT Daniels. Could be the starting quarterback, so it could be a big night for the Bulldogs there in Athens if they have the black jerseys, if JT Daniels finally gets unleashed. Yeah. I'll be looking forward they, to that one. They need a spark, buddy. That's what they need, and that that's a good start right there. Get the kids pumped up. I mean, that's that's what you heard at, at universities in the past. The kids love this. I, I know there's a lot of traditionalists out there that hate these new uniforms, but you know, it's not about us all the time. It's it's about these kids. This is who we're watching, and, and if it fires them up and gets them gets them motivated to play, then let them have it, man. So uh, it's been a crazy year. I think you're right. It's it's a it's it's. I think it's the best time to roll these out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and only other update here. Looks like Arkansas now has got a COVID flare up, according to Tom Murphy of uh, Whole Hog Sports, but it's not expected to affect the LSU game. So that's a good news. That's good. And then the old, the other, this is dangerous here. Fingers crossed this game gets played because Drinkowitz came out and said, Missouri, we got 56 players available. The cutoff is 53. And, of course, they got two tests, two COVID tests remaining. So we got to hope that uh, no one tests positive there. Yeah, Eli, you mentioned being limited with scholarship numbers. Do you have any updates on guys like Kobe Whiteside or Borum or Delgado? Um, yeah, Larry Borum is is uh, questionable. Xavier Delgado would be uh, in that same category, questionable to doubtful. Uh, Kobe Whiteside is questionable at best. Um, and we'll just see. I think right now the way I have it, we're at 56 scholarship players with one of those being uh, suspended in the first half. Uh, and 
you know, we still have two tests to go. So, you know, I don't know what our final roster or number will look like. We are committed to playing this week. Uh, we want to play. Our players want to play. And so, you know, we, we will we'll do whatever we can in order to have that opportunity. Um, but it's, uh, you know, it is, it is what it is. Eli, South Carolina's had a couple of notable opt-outs this weekend. Does that, on the defensive side, does that change at all your, your game plan, how you're going to prepare for this game at all? No, I mean, we've got issues of our own. We, we got issues with contact tracing and, and, and uh, uh, COVID positives and injuries. Uh, you know, to me, opt-outs, I treat like a COVID situation. You know, you got to plan for what, what you have and, and always got to adjust and kind of learn that the hard way in the Florida game. And We'll get to South Carolina here in a minute, but this day in Missouri-South Carolina game is going to be <laughs> – it's going to be about just trying to field a, a damn roster of players. So uh, that's right. Let's kick it all down real quick to uh, South Carolina. Where before we get to the bad news, Shane, what is, we always like to start with something positive. And if you missed it, Connor Shaw, he's been promoted to a full time position by Mike Bobo. So he's now the tenth assistant for the Gamecocks, and he came out here and gave just an inspiring speech. And how do you not root for this guy? And I and if you're a South Carolina fan, you already wanted this guy on your coaching staff. When whoever the next coach is takes over, but this one just sealed it. Now that you've got a chance to be involved on the field coaching on the uh, on the collegiate level at South Carolina, uh, is it maybe your hope, your desire that whatever happens down the road with the coaching situation, that uh, you would have a chance to um, stay on at South Carolina? in an on-field coaching position, or if not South Carolina, somewhere else in an on-field coaching position versus being, you know, back in a behind-the-scenes administrative role? That's a fair question, Phil. And I'll tell, I'll give the same answer because I'm telling myself this, the same that I'm telling the players. There'll be a time to evaluate that and reflect on that and understand what, you know, the future and what I want personally, my goals are. But, you know, my goal right now is to get the guys ready for practice tomorrow and go ex execute the plan. You know, I know I'm enjoying the past couple of days, I had a lot of fun on the field today, uh, being involved and coaching up the quarterbacks a little bit. Uh, so, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there. I know that I want to keep this on my chest. You know, I don't want to go anywhere. South Carolina is my home. We built a home in the summer. You know, I want to raise my kids here, have great memories here. What what type of role that looks like? You know, we'll have that conversation when we get there. But we need to win this ball game on Saturday. And I'll tell you this for, for recruiting. Um, at some point, you know, it doesn't really matter. Uh, you know who the coach is because the Durham players need to fight for themselves. You know, again, the best cultures are player led. You know, I have a lot of belief in the men here. I have a lot of belief in coach Bubba. I think he would do a great job. I really do. Uh, I think what he's done schematically this year has, has put in a, putting us in a, a chance to win and have some success. Uh, obviously shy and Kevin has uh, had, had big years, uh, but this is a fun place to be at. You know, uh, we had some meetings with, with some recruits earlier this year and like, I was a part of a pro, th this place when we had the, the peak success, the 11 win seasons, and there's not a more exciting place to be when we're rolling. You know, Williams, Williams Bryce is, there's not a more exciting place to play and for that to be your home. And that's just the truth. That's not really a recruiting pitch. That's just my personal experience being a student athlete here uh, and, and being back here. All right, Shane. So I just some in incredible words there. And that's, I love it. That's what you want to see from from a Gamecock, and this is how the Gamecock fans feel. You know what? So uh, it's always great when you got someone on your staff that is just as bought in as you are. You know what? 
Dude, Connor Shaw is South Carolina, man. I, I think this is great. And I don't know what, what's going to play out here with, with the coaching staff, but there's that one guy. There's always that one or two people that you want to keep on staff, and I, I can't see Connor going anywhere else. So whoever comes in would be crazy not to find a position for him. Real quick, how many games did Connor lose to Clemson? Zero. Exactly. <laughs> Love having a winner around. So this is awesome. Strong words. Uh, this is what the fan base needs to hear that there's, you know, these kids are still playing football, man. Right. And I think sometimes it can be a little bit overrated having, you know, guys that are, have ties to the program and, and are bought in. I know fans don't want to hear that, but you know, Dan Mullen's got no ties to Florida aside from, you know, when he, when he came as an offensive coordinator Neither did Urban Meyer. I mean, they did tremendous things down there. Nick Saban had no ties to Alabama. Mm -hmm. Those programs, you can get away with stuff like that. But as we're looking at Arkansas, Sam Pittman, we're looking at LSU, Coach Ogeron, South Carolina, I think, is one of these programs that has massive potential, but you need guys that are all bought in. Hell, Connor Shaw is probably going to be the head coach one day. You know, certainly not in discussion now, but – I could see him being a head coach of the program one day, and and I think the next coach will be wise to keep him on and and keep some of this energy and experience and everything. And hey, he's, he he's integral. His his brother coach is old Gunner Stockton, so yeah, I got a feeling Connor Shaw's gonna be pretty safe <laughs> on that staff. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm trying not to do that. Uh, the flying Hawaiian came in. I swear I felt like I was rooming with Sam Pittman there for a minute because it was every freaking day, every fifth sentence was, yes, sir. <laughs> so I'm trying to get out of the habit, but it's so addictive. Uh, sticking with South Carolina here real quick, Shane, some bad news for Mike Bobo because uh, Israel Makwamu, R.J. Roderick, and Micaiah Scott have all opted out. So now we're up to four, along with, of course, uh, J.C. Horn, who opted out on Monday. And then defensive linemen Aaron Sterling and Brad Johnson out for the season due to injuries. So that's kind of what I was talking about, about Missouri and South Carolina. I mean, it's just going to be a it's going to be a battle to see who can field a team here on Saturday. This could be yeah. – that could be an ugly, ugly game. You know what? Yeah, that – but – I, if anybody can get it done, I, I'm pretty sure Mike Bobo can. And, and uh, I'm just, you know, I it is what it is. We we knew there'd be a little bit of fallout here. Um, you, you hate to hear it, but uh, again, there's a lot of kids that didn't. A lot of kids that are sticking around. Um, you know, South Carolina is a young football team, man. And, and you know, maybe the core that is sticking around is going to be the one that moves this program forward. Mm-hmm. And, uh, hey, last thing I got on the Gamecocks, Shane, just wanted to run this by you real quick, but um, some coaching betting odds are out. Of, we all know you're a big better here. Yes, sir. I'm so, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you got it. <laughs> so I wanted to throw these at you. The favorite, you know, not a surprise that he's on this list. Maybe a surprise that he's the favorite. Billy Napier, the Louisiana coach, 3-1. to one. Hugh Freeze. Next up, four to one. Shane Beamer, a guy I've been mentioning, five to one. Jerry Chadwell, who's at Coastal Carolina right now, he's he's killing it at that program, six to one. Luke Fickle, who's got Cincinnati in the top ten, seven to one. Tony Elliott, the Clemson offensive coordinator, seven and a half to one. 
Scott Satterfield, Louisville coach, 8-1. Bill O'Brien, former NFL, former Penn State coach, 9-1. And Steve Sarkeesian, Shane, 10-1. Any of those stand out to you? Well, I was curious. Is there any, I don't know, legendary Florida coaches? I mean, they have a pattern, Mike. Uh, you look at Spurrier, you look at Muschamp. Is there, is there any of those on the list? That, we need old smiling uh, McElwain. Yeah, death, death threat, yeah. <laughs> death threat McElwain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously, the the one that intrigues me, man, is uh, Bill O'Brien, and uh, just being a. I mean, there's something about these guys that were around NFL programs for for a long time. Um, you know, he's he's not a stranger to taking over disgruntled programs. You, you think about him there in Penn state, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's got that ability to turn a program around. Uh, that's how he landed the, the Houston gig just doing so well. So right. that, that one's a, a, that's a sexy hire. And I, and one I didn't even think about. Yeah. And that's one that I think people are going to look at him and be like, well, he's a failure with the Houston Texans for the mm-hmm. most part. But if you go back to his time at Penn state, you just hit on it. That was when they were doing with the sanctions, and yeah. I think he won Coach of the Year because he had those guys playing out of their minds. And uh, Christian Hackenberg, I think, was his name. Yeah, you know, he was a complete bust outside of the time he played for Bill O'Brien. So, guy knows what he's doing when it comes to quarterbacks at the at least at the collegiate level. So, that's, that's the thing. That's it's, interesting. You want. You know, he wants offense. Tanner wants offense. So um, that's that. That's the one I may put a little little moolah on because I like that. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what kind of job he's looking for. But um, you know, if, if South Carolina has the opportunity to get him, man, I think, like I said, that would be a that'd be a splash hire that you'd want. Mm-hmm. How does how does buyouts work? Like I know he's got a buyout with the NFL. Mm-hmm. Is it similar with college where they just? Um, they know they got X amount of. I don't know. I don't know how that works. Is it? I believe it's one of those deals where the next job, you know, they that gets reduced from your buyout. Okay. So however much you're getting at your new school, your old employer doesn't owe you anymore. Okay. All right. So they just. I mean, so Bill really can go anywhere for a little while and and still make the same money he's going to make at Houston, right? Right. I would think so. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's interesting. All right, guys, so that's going to be it for the today's show. Shane's got to run, and I thought we'd just, you know, I said we'd do some previews, but I think maybe we'll just hold those all off for the next show. Make sure these games are still on. I hate uh, breaking down these games and getting down these clips and then finding out we don't got the game. So we'll do a kind of like a mega preview show on the next episode. And, uh, hey, before we run, though, just wanted to make these two quick notes because Richard LeCount, Georgia's uh, preseason All-American safety, the guy that was obviously involved in the uh, motorcycle dirt bike incident there. He's come out and said, no, he's not opted out. So there's a chance he finishes his playing career. That's his goal. I want to finish my career as a Bulldog on the field with my brothers. This is his exact quote. So that's great news to hear. Sounds like he's going to actually see the field before the season's end, before the season's over as long as he possibly can. And then uh, one thing to be aware of on Wednesday morning, got to get up early for this one, but uh, five-star linebacker Smile Munden is going to be announcing his commitment Wednesday morning, 8.30 a.m. at his high school. 
and I believe there's going to be an Atlanta TV station down there covering it. So there's going to be a lot of coverage of this one. He's the number two outside linebacker in the nation. He's the top 30 overall prospect. Georgia, Auburn, Tennessee, Florida, LSU. I believe that's his top five. In fact, I know it is. So he's going to the SEC. He's going to announce his decision, big decision here on Wednesday morning. So that's just uh, something. If you listen to this podcast early, be aware. Smile Munden is going to announce his commitment. And, uh, hey, we'll talk about it on the other end. Uh, sorry, guys, I had to cut out a little early. Uh, good news is another negative test. So I have been cleared from uh, lockdown. Mike, I'm able to go outside and enjoy the enjoy the world. And, um, so you actually got some got... of them Nick Saban Bama tests, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Just three days in a row, buddy. I got cleared. And uh, so uh, the good news is that's done. Got some family going to come over. Uh, uh, they want to see the see the youngins and stuff. So I'm going to jump off here. Uh, I will be uh, get back on tomorrow though, and uh, we got got a lot of stuff to talk about tomorrow and uh, recap a little bit of the NFL action this weekend. So I, I'm looking forward to getting back on. And sorry, I got to cut this one short, but uh, happy wife, happy life, guys. And don't forget, as always, leave us that five star written review on the Apple Podcast app. We'll be sure to uh, read that on the Friday show and send you a beer koozie free of charge just for you, our way of saying thanks for doing it. So, Shane, that's going to do it. Thanks for joining me as always. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one.